she learned to hunt from Giles. Now, Giles becomes the hunted. Santa, it's me, Giles. Oh, stop the car. This is for Giles. An all-new Buffy. Welcome to Rough Bad Dog. Also known as If the Apocalypse Comes Beaten, this is a weekly-ish podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where we take a look at each episode according to its original air date 20 years ago. This week's episode is Season 4, Episode 12, A New Man. So we'll be talking about plot, we'll be talking about characters, we'll be talking about absent male role models. So, spoilers abound for this episode, every episode before it, after it, the comic books, especially the comic books, this one, and possibly even other television shows and movies. The plural of apocalypse is actually apocalypses. These facts and more to come. Stay tuned. Hello, welcome back. Welcome to me. I am Kelly. Welcome to also co-host number one, Stacia. Say hello. Hello. Welcome to also co-host number A, Daniel. Say hello. You thought I was a myth. You were myth taken. I mean, that's a pretty good one. I it's hated really it, but it's, oh, it's, it's so good. good. We're, we're here. We're here to talk about season four, episode 12, A New Man. Originally aired on January 25th, 19,000. 19, <laughs> we are in the year 2000. I forgot. It's tough. It's tough look. <laughs> in the year 19,000. I mean, a new millennium. It's hard. And it was written by Jane Espenson of Jane Espenson. Who fame. wrote last week. Who was, not wrote one third of the episode last week. Uh, and the next one she will write will be Superstar. So. Ah, excellent. Excellent. Um, so this is 7 of 23 for the series for her. Directed by Michael Gershman, and as we talked about multiple times, he was the principal cinematographer and director of photography on almost all the episodes of Buffy since the beginning. But uh, he's he only directed about ten, and uh, the last one he did was Consequences, and the next one will be this year's girl. So he must he does the faith ones. You got faith in there? It's going to be Michael Gershman. That's not true. Oh my god! What happened in this episode? It's Burphy's birthday, and they throw a little surprise for her, and in the student hall, uh, and Giles shows up and is immediately. Feeling like an awkward old guy at a party for teenagers. So, as you should, should. Yeah. So, he's feeling a little down in the doldrums. He's dusting his house, and for a book stands out to him inexplicably, and he picks it up. And of course, the feast of whatever, the Prince Dvrakian or whatever, is going to rise tonight. So, he goes to a tomb to stop the demon from rising. Turns out the initiative already kind of been there, done that, got the demon, nothing to do. But he hangs around for a minute, just, you know, for old times, decides to leave. And then, who appears in the tomb? None other than Ethan Rain. That's right. My best friend, Ethan Rain. Stacia's uh, best friend. What? As well. Stacia's best friend. Do you, are you Well, Ethan because Rain? of... Uh, are you Rainhead? Oh, because of the Dark Age. Because of Dark Age. Are you a Rainhead? Are you a Rainhead? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Giles walks back into the tomb for a great little gag while Ethan is having his, I'm the bad guy, here's my speech moment. And they decide so to go bad. get drunk at a bar instead. And it turns out that while Giles is sleeping it off, I guess at some point during the night, Ethan casts a spell on Giles. We Doesn't don't matter. know when it happens. It just does happen. And he wakes up as a feral demon, which is... A... I always assumed he just spiked his drink. I mean, he jokes about like poisoning him, right? Yeah, yeah so, so maybe, maybe he did. did. Yeah. yeah, just not to kill him. Just turn him into a demon. Because he, why? Because he's a fun time bad guy. He's not a he's serious not a fun bad, guy. Time bad guy. He's not he's fun so because he doesn't studious. get to come back. If he was fun, then he would show up every year and we'd be waiting for the Ethan Rain episode. No, because he gets imprisoned at the end of this episode. <laughs> stop. Just stop. Man. Anyway, uh, hijinks ensue. Giles is a demon. We turn him back from a demon. Nothing really changes other than... Dun, dun, dun. Ethan has some information that something's got the demon world scared. Something called 314. I don't know what it is. And the very last shot of the episode, Maggie Walsh, we see her entering a door. The initiative marked 314. And we already knew that she was an evil bitch monster of death. From, we did. Is it of death? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Evil bitch monster of death. Good call. The evil bitch monster of death. And now we know Giles hates her, too. And we're, we love Giles for that. So Yeah. I mean... Is anyone else irritated that Ethan Rain actually gave real info? Like, why would he? Yeah. What? Yeah. It's very again. If he was like a more, if he's in more episodes and this was like his role, like uh, wacky hijinks, but then like he always has something real to say. Yeah. Then maybe. But so far, it's just been a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. And then like, oh, here, here's a contrived thing to go on top of a contrived episode. 
just here's one, three, four. It's going to hit just, you at the end. It'll make sense. Yeah. Like, oh, you just God. need to start jamming it in to get to the end of the season. Big bad. And you didn't, we even, haven't you didn't even need to. You could have had Maggie Walsh walk in there. You could have saw one, three, four. And like, it would, you would have been like, that's probably creepy stuff going on back there. That's evil. That's evil. Mm-hmm. Cause they're evil. Right. You didn't really need Ethan rain to tell us that. Mm-hmm. So especially for his last appearance, it should have been a more, maybe they didn't want mean it to be. As eh, last, could, I mean, Robin Sachs was a, a pretty big actor. Yeah. I've right? definitely seen him I mean, himself. I think. Galaxy I, Quest I, is only the everything, the only thing I can ever think of. And I'm he sure like, he's a working actor who's just around. Yes. Right? Well, he died in 2016. Oh, I think. But um, this is the first of Burfee's Buff Day episodes, or the only one actually in the series where nothing catastrophic happens. I mean, Giles turns into a demon, but one, it's not on her actual birthday in the episode. And two, it's nothing bad. No one dies. Like nothing fucking terrible happens. Considering last year's birthday, uh, she got poisoned by Giles and her powers were taken away and then she was tormented by a psychotic vampire. And the one before that, mm-hmm. she got surprised by, literally the episode surprise, uh, Spike and Drusilla trying to reassemble the judge, having to jump into the fucking harbor, having sex with her boyfriend who turned into an evil yeah. killing machine. So, so Buffy's birthday is next week. Happy birthday, Buffy. Happy birthday. It's tough. This one's pretty tame for as far as Burfee Buff Days go. And this, the... Are you just trying to say that as much <laughs> as possible? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, obviously. Uh, the crypt that Giles and Ethan are, are chatting in is the one that will be Spike's house, oh, basically, yeah, for yeah. kind of the rest of the series. This uh, is the last appearance of the Giles Mobile, as well as Ethan. Oh, wow. So R.I.P. Giles Mobile does That's get sad. smashed in a pretty terrific fashion. Uh, oh, it did in this episode. Tara is in every episode of the rest of the season after this one. Okay. Important to know. Spike speaks speaks Fioral. We didn't know that. Now yeah. we know that. It Isn't that exciting? <laughs> it's going to be really, really relevant. Giles, go on then. Let's get on with the fighting. You understand me? Of course I understand you. I'm speaking English? No, you're speaking Fioral. I happen to speak Fioral. And by the way, why the hell are you suddenly a Fioral demon? You just come over all demony this morning? As a matter of fact, I did. Uh, Ethan does stay in prison, or whatever the initiative has him in, until Absolutely. season eight. We do definitely see him. not prison. Absolutely hate this. Yeah, uh, but we see him in season eight. He's with the rest of the initiative down there, really? like with Amy and stuff. They yeah, use yeah, him yeah. to do like some dream walking or whatever. And then the uh, General Vol, who's in charge of their little operation, uh, assassinates him, and kills him in his cell. So. Whoa. R.I.P. Ethan. Um, again. 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 Yeah. Doug Petrie said about this episode that they were kind of kicking around a bunch of different ideas. And Doug Petrie is the one who dare, derelict duty from last week. Yeah, right? exactly. okay, okay. But he's weighing but he's in got a some, lot. On these, he's, on got these some, he's got some fucking opinions. Okay, <laughs> he all right. Opinions. Uh, he said that this, we were definitely going to do this is like Giles' midlife crisis episode yeah. because we midlife crisis midlife crisis episode um, because we saw that he was underserved in the season so far. We like, that was all intentional. So, but we were yeah. deciding what we wanted to do. There was like, we were going to do something with a portal. That's as, as specific as he got. Um, or we were going to make him either re- a lot older or a lot younger. And mm. then we maybe pitched the idea of making him and Ethan, like they want to have Ethan come no matter what, uh, be teenagers and like have teenagers play them and mm. then have uh, cool. Ethan try to seduce Buffy for some reason. Right, of course. And so, yeah, they ended up with this one, which is like, of all the options of the silly episode. That I mean, you want to actually I'm, see those actors too. I don't want. I'm kids. glad they didn't do the teenager one, especially because we already had that episode mm-hmm. with we Ethan did. Rain. Yeah, we did. Yeah. It's band candy part two. Part two. But, but actually not teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't be done. Two randos. You just be like, oh, okay. It's Giles. Sure. You have enough things jumping out at you in the dark. Professor Walsh says adrenaline is like exercise, but without the exorbitant gym fees. Very witty. You should meet her. She's absolutely the smartest person I've ever met. Perhaps we should have invited Professor Walsh to the party. Oh, no. I mean, she's like 40. She's got better things to do than hang out with a bunch of kids. Oh, and if you were curious about what that fucking book said that Giles was reading, it was the third noon moon after the 900th noon feast moon? of... Noon Yeah, third new moon. Okay. Right? Oh, I was at noon. Yeah. Oh, no. New, new moon. New as in like full, right? No, the opposite of new full. New is the opposite of full. The opposite of full moon after the 900th <laughs> feast of Del- Deltrox... And the demon prince Bavrain was supposed to rise. You know. That was a cool fact. Barvain. You could have saved that for the watches. Bavrain. How about you how about you chew on that and bring that, <laughs> yeah, bring that back up? <laughs> bring that back up for the watch. Yeah, let's go we'll ahead and, and yeah. cut that out. Okay, so 
Station, how did you feel about this episode? Did you enjoy this episode of television? Why do I always get asked first? Daniel, did you enjoy this episode <laughs> of television? No. <laughs> Next. Station? No, I mean, I can, I can elaborate. Please elaborate. <laughs> yes. uh, no, I did not because it was contrived. And um, I feel bad that it's Ethan Rain's last one because this is, I think, his worst one mm. that he's in. Even though I really like them getting drunk together. That was kind of fun. Yeah. And the monologue thing. And he walks back in. He's like, are you talking? This is someone else gag. here? It's so good. It's so yeah. funny. Um <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that at all. In fact, Ripper, old mate, I'd say something rather interesting was about to happen. Someone? Oh, bug, I thought you'd gone. So a lot of really good Jane Espenson stuff. But uh, I'll be damned if I can think of something worse than Giles uh, dusting and remembering the plot of, like, he found the plot of this episode in the book. And it's like, (laughs) absolutely unbelievable. So that was... That's one of the lowest moments of Buffy, I think, for sure. Wow. Um, and then just kind of the grossness of Riley and Buffy. Oh, just yeah. kind of rough. Just like making out. And like they, they're about to fuck. And like, hey, come for the surprise party. It's like, no, please. <laughs> no. Uh, just too much Maggie Walsh, honestly. And I love Giles dunking and getting dunked on. That was all fun. Mm-hmm. And Giles is great. I love Giles. Any episode with Giles. Spike and Giles hanging out. Always fun. I don't know. But it's just like the underlying bullshit. And all of the initiative, Riley showing up at the end and like his fucking brown shirts taking him away to a <laughs> detention site. Like, what even is this fucking like this is a bullshit military, military operation? Right? Mm, it's so bad. So, so it's tough. Station but Riley got kicked and that was cool. That was really cool. He got kicked across the room. Oh, right. Yeah. But fucking was dope. The little training yeah. scene. How did you feel? Station? Did you enjoy this episode? I too don't really like this episode. <laughs> Okay, for the same similar reasons. Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a bummer to have Giles just like as a demon the whole time. Although the makeup did look really good, it did look good, and that was him. I it said, did look right? good. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, So that was nice, but I don't know. It's just kind of frustrating plot, and then this is really the episode where Riley takes a huge nosedive. It does. Like it kind of starts when he, the moment he realizes, like there's something special about this girl besides just. Me liking her. Like, she's got a secret. Um, But this is really the episode where he's like, wow, she's really actually a lot cooler than I am. (laughs) And I feel really insecure about that. And constantly it's like you're trying to recruit her, but then he keeps like reiterating just to make sure you're all on your own. You make all the rules. You do everything. She's like, yeah, I'm this layer. It's like, but you don't want to join up. You don't want to be on our team. You know, I think it's constantly like wanting to bring her in. And she's like reiterating that I don't want to be in it. Yeah. So just like that's going to get tedious. Mm -hmm. Way too tedious. The line that really kills me is when Riley says, I'm not even sure I could take you. Of course you couldn't, Riley. Why are you even considering that? Give me another week. I'll try. She used to have a supernaturally strong, high powered vampire boyfriend who could also not take her. (laughs) (laughs) In every way possible. (laughs) That vampire boyfriend has a lot more kills to his name than you do, Mr. 17. It's true. It's true. So proud. So proud of him. Wow, that's, 17. Sure is. Sure is 17. Wow. Those were my best stories. And I didn't tell you the Buffy breaks her butt stories. But you killed the... You did the thing with that. You drowned. And the snake? Not to mention daily slayage of... Wow. It's no big, really. Hey, who wants ice cream? Uh, on that Maggie Walsh note, I did want to quickly say a few things that Maggie Walsh is. We know that she's an evil bitch monster of death. We know that. Uh, but she's also absolutely the smartest person Buffy's ever met. Uh, she's a harridan, which is a strict bossy or belligerent old woman. She's awful. She's half the man Giles is. She's like 40. She's a fishwife, a coarse-mannered woman who is prone to shouting. Uh She's the leader of the Nancy Ninja Ninja Boys and uh, suspicious as fuck. So just wanted to put that out there. We really got got to see a full into, picture. It's a full life. Yeah, full life. So. And uh, what an incredible character. What, a, what an amazing character. Who's Maggie Walsh? Oh, this is awful. She said I was an absent male role model. Absent my ass. But I'm twice the man she is. This episode's about Giles um, and how he's been relegated to the sidelines, to put it nicely. But I, le- I appreciate that the show 
knows that they did that. I'm like, it, it was intentional. Everybody's supposed to feel that disparate. That's why the even the very first episode of the season feels different. Yeah. Xander's now the townie. Giles has no real purpose. Xander and oh, Xander <laughs> Willow and, and Buffy are still best friends, but even they are doing their own social life type things. So. So the first scene of Giles getting owned is uh, Buffy's birthday in a weird common area, right? So I, it's it's like painful to watch, but he's trying to tell Xander and Anya about a cool story about throwing darts or whatever, the dartboard in the public school. And I was like, I really wanted to hear how that story ended. And Anya just basically walks away. Everybody's interrupting him. Giles is about to build up to something. Everybody keeps interrupting him. They won't let the poor guy speak. And then Buffy's like... Hey, Giles. And he's like, oh, hi, Buffy. It's so nice to see you. 19. I can't believe. Hey, that's great. Whatever. This is my new boyfriend. Here he is. And Riley's like, oh, are you retired, Mr. Giles? Hey, oh, do you want cake? And he calls him sir. And it's just amazing. How do you explain him? I mean, I know at least Riley knows that she's a superhero now. But like, he's just my adult friend who is was my librarian at one point, which is. They are pretty young. It's weird. It is. I mean, it's definitely weird to have a 40 plus year old man. Hanging out, yeah. But I mean, your mentor. I mean, you can say anything. I don't. I don't think anybody's like, "Fuck this guy." Well, sure, yeah. You know, like, I think that it's I just think like you could say mentor, or like family friend, or, or something. You would just assume teacher. You know, it's like you yeah. don't have to say librarian or anything. It's just like this. This is Giles. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck it. He transcends. He's my everything. Giles. Get out Come of on, here. Get out of mm-hmm. here. Yeah. yeah. What I suspect I'm seeing is a reaction to the absence of a male role model. Absence. Buffy clearly lacks a strong father figure. I'm sorry, I have things to do. I'll tell Buffy her friend was looking for her. Uh, and then, yeah, we had the Maggie Walsh thing, right? So he goes into Maggie's office to find Buffy, and she lays into him about Buffy doesn't have a strong male role model. How Maggie. would Maggie even know that? She's yeah. a crank. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Well, sure, of course. I mean, I think that's it, right? She obviously is wrong. Yeah, right? but like. I mean, yeah, she's obviously wrong because Giles is there, but she's not wrong in the fact that, like, her dad disappeared. True. But how would she know that? Because at least as far as we've seen, they've had no personal interactions. No. What is she even saying in that moment? Is it, is it that she lacks discipline? Is that what she's trying to get at? I think exactly. She. I think Maggie sees her as a dangerous wild card. Because, yeah, the context of the conversation is she's like... Um, she's speaking for Giles saying she's a independent, strong-willed independent girl. And that's not always a good thing. Like, yeah. And he was like, Oh yeah, we're on the same side. And then mm-hmm. it's like no male influences. He's like, Oh, is, she, is she exhibiting negative character traits? Like is being an independent free thinker, somebody who's strong and is a leader, like a bad trait to have. I don't understand what the fucking point she's trying to make. Well, it does seem also like Maggie kind of, rags on Buffy for having like a B average like maybe it's more about like if she'd had a strong adult role model even she'd be better in school and she'd be like less flighty Mm. see I thought that she was saying that to be on the same page of like oh now that I know you're the slayer I understand why you maybe miss class because she even makes a little jibe about like oh now I know like in most of them you show up in most of them or whatever she says that to Buffy but like to Giles it sounds like she's kind of shaming him almost for not like taking her life serious enough or something yeah making sure that she's like it's also a double entendre because he doesn't know what that she knows that she's a slayer right so it's almost like she's just a rando teacher Mm -hmm. who is like sort of saying these things and him as a teacher model as well is probably responding as just one teacher to another one mentor to another yeah but she's talking about her as a slayer and obviously he knows she's the slayer but But we don't know know. yeah Yeah, that's a weird dynamic so it's very interesting because he's saying things that maybe also reinforce maybe his own insecurities his own feelings that he might also have and then it's like oh this person's also saying them but I won't say that. To, I wouldn't say that to her. But I think I'm within company that also agrees with me. And then it's like you say stuff like that. And you're like, oh, well, you don't really know her, you know? So I don't know. I really feel for Giles in that respect as far as, like, he is the presumed, like, father figure in her life, mm-hmm. right? And at once, I think she, especially in the earlier seasons, really leaned into that. And he was really amenable to it. But I feel like now that there's not an ascribed role for him to play, he's not her watcher officially anymore, right? Yeah. He's just some fucking drifter in a sweater. Uh, awesome sweater. <laughs> awesome sweater, sorry. That I wonder how if that's weird for him to navigate. It must be, right? Like, who am I to this girl? How close to her should I be? Like, am- They have that talk at the very end where she's like, I'll tell you everything in the, in the future. And he's like, I don't want you to do that. I just want you to think about things. Like, as a good mentor would. Just yeah. like, I just want you to think about it all, but I trust your judgments. It's the right thing to say. 
Yeah. And she's clearly going to keep him in the loop for all demon stuff. And I think that's what he wants. I think he's he's obviously like, I just the thing with Ethan Rain where they're like cheersing each other for being dark magicians or whatever. And like the night is still where magic happens. Like there's, he's still a fucking like into this world, this other occult world or whatever you want to call it, demon world and stuff. It's like, that's where his interest and his expertise lies. And I think Buffy would always be stupid to never to just cut him out for that. But obviously he wants more, but I think he's like, I'm also, yeah, I'm not a watcher. I'm not any of this. So whatever you want to give me, that's fine. But come to me with demon stuff for sure. But he seems pained that like the father figure thing seems to hit him. So it's like, maybe does he want more of that? Because I feel like he could insert himself in her life more if he wanted that. But it seems like maybe he doesn't or maybe she doesn't want that from him either. I don't know. It especially gets murky in like season six because he leaves, right? At the beginning of season five, Buffy makes a point to be like, I want you to be my watcher again. I need help from you, please. And it's like reestablished. Like we're whoop, we're back in the fold. Like this is clear cut. Giles, you have the magic shop, which is great because then we have a location to meet at consistently. And you're my watcher. That's perfect. But then he says, you don't need a watcher anymore. But at the beginning of season six and fucking takes off. So it's like, what is that what's happening right now? Is that he doesn't understand his his role or like this... Does she not want him to be that? I don't know. I guess I just don't know how familiar Buffy wants him to be and how familiar he wants to be in Buffy's life. Everything's so familiar. Work, brain, work. I don't think it's ever expressed in the show. Yeah. I think you're just guessing. That's fair. But yeah. I don't think they ever talk about it. I don't think Buffy ever says, I want you to be. Does she? I mean, she hasn't so far. Like, I want you to be more in my life. I want you to be more like my dad. I want you to be. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if she has, then that's one thing. But otherwise, you're just guessing. Yeah. Right? Why does he leave? I mean, it makes sense that he would leave if he doesn't think that he ne- she needs to be there anymore. But he clearly feels, at least in this in the show, he still needs to be there to help yeah. them. So Why didn't he leave in this season? Why didn't he go back to England in this season? He's got that contract, yo. He's got that money, that Buffy money. That's true. That's true. So him and Ethan get to hang out, and he gets to relive his glory days a little bit. And that seems really fun. Did you catch the name of the bar because i saw it on the pint glasses it said the lucky pint lucky pints, i believe yes. it was that was the glass yeah but, uh, but is that, that the, the name of the bar Who knows? have we ever seen that place before i don't think so do we ever see it again it's really nice I, so. I mean is it nice i guess it's not nice but it, i love the i love the little booth it was a new location i enjoyed that's seeing exciting them drinking yeah uh-oh you have butt face you look like you're gonna say butt so when giles becomes a demon again his first reaction is to freak the fuck out and start breaking things left and right. And then he leaves. Do we agree with him leaving? Uh, the breaking everything, I'm assuming he doesn't know his own strength, obviously, right? It's all an accident. Sure. But it's like once you break the banister off the phone, fu- <laughs> don't touch the phone. He, and then he's, he puts a blanket on himself. Perfect disguise. I mean, it's, uh, absolutely bonkers. He's out in daylight, out in the public. Mm-hmm. Xander lives next to a family with children. What the fuck? <laughs> what is the plan? What's the plan? I dude? guess he's just panicked, right? Like he doesn't know what to do. I don't know why your first thought would be to go to Xander. He also says that he's slowly feeling like he's getting more smashy grabby or whatever. He's mm-hmm. like, wants to break. So he's not immediately feeling that. So it's not a good excuse to be like, oh, he just, he's just acting impulsively. He could have stopped and thought. What would you? What I don't know. Do? I just, I know. I, oh, and I guess as the episode goes on, it makes sense that he went to Xander of all people because he didn't want Buffy to know because he's mm, feeling yeah. like shitty about himself in Buffy's eyes. Like she thinks I'm a fuck up and I have no space in her life. So the last thing I want to do is accidentally be a fucking demon and be like, "Can you help me, please?" Thank you, my ass. So he goes up. to useless ass Xander instead. I also think it would be easier to go to Xander's house than Buffy's dorm on campus. True. Oh yeah, that makes a lot. And sense. Xander would have definitely helped if he, if he knew what was coming. I mean, which, I mean, it's hilarious. Although Xander's reaction is to scream, "Demon!" as if his mom's gonna do something about it, or like I don't know what he thought by just screaming "Demon!" in the air was gonna help. And also, he has so many frying pans. Oh yeah, so <laughs> many cast iron frying pans. The guy has at max one hot plate. So many fucking frying pans. I know. True. I come from a long line of fry cooks that don't live past 25. Uh, and then he goes to Spike, right? Because mm. which is not a, the well, worst. He really go well, he to didn't Spike. mean to. Oh, he ran into him in the graveyard or whatever, right? Mm. Measuring for drapes or something. Yeah. 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 Which not the worst idea. And that was really fun because I don't think we've had a Spike and Giles hijinks moment. Maybe even after this, I don't think we really do. Other... Yeah, I mean, we get a couple of like not hijinks, but like moments between them when Spike's staying at Giles' house. Yeah, oh, yeah, had yeah, some, that's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. Trimming me down bloody well. well. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that was great though. Driving the car was very funny. Mm. And I don't know, it just spiked me and like, yeah, just feel it. It's so good. It's <laughs> awesome when you start feeling that anger and you want to beat up people. And then he does. He jumps and out. He's and he's like, do it for me. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> and then he runs after Maggie Walsh, which is fucking amazing. I yeah, loved it oh, so and much. The, and the moment when Giles is like, we'll pay you money. How much? $100. Oh, come on. You need to be a lot more than that. Okay. How much? 200 fine <laughs> all right <laughs> i'll pay another 100 to roll out of the car yeah it's so good and then like cut to the next scene and he's it's, it's amazing so good money i could pay you money oh i like money how much a hundred dollars a hundred dollars you'll have to do a lot better than that 200 fine Right then. And, and then he crashes, Spike crashes the car. So that's and the end of the car. End of the Giles mobile. Until he, it was fine, uh, season five, he gets a BMW and everybody makes fun of him. But like, how stupid are the initiative? How bad at their fucking job is the initiative? Really that is pretty that. delicious. I like them fucking out. You should have done that to the door. I do not have time to play by the rules tonight. I have a master key. Opens every shop on Main Street. Oh. Well, next time, absolutely. It was all, it was pretty anticlimactic at the end when he finally gets found out. Um, his self-awareness is legendary when he's uh, what does he say um, it's the staying and the gloating that gets me every time uh, he's basically a Scooby-Doo villain oh and yeah it's 100%. like and that's kind of again very fun can be fun but I just I don't know it just it all fell apart so fast and what was the point of it in the end I don't really know Giles fighting Buffy was fun I guess but and the stabbing and it not being real silver was pretty funny because yeah. it's like not you know, of course not but, like, she did stab Giles. It's pretty it's right through the heart. And I get dope. that it, like, Silver is the only thing that can kill this type of demon conveniently. But, like, you stab him through the fucking heart. We've made a point in the show to say, Buffy, you'd be surprised how many things that can kill. Shoving a wooden stake through the heart of something. R.I.P. DMF. Um, R.I.P. So the fact that just because it wasn't Silver, it didn't, like, it didn't even slow him down. And Giles is totally fine after the fact. And, like, I don't know. That was a little weird. But oh, the next the next day. Yeah, he was just totally fine. Just, uh, just chilling. Just chilling. All right. He's just, oh, that, that outfit alone. Oh, yeah. He, like, turned immediately. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, immediately, yeah. immediately. I didn't I even remember. No, I just love that sweater. Oversized sweaters, man. Ugh. He looks so fucking comfy. He does. <sighs> I just want, a, it's like, a, a huge sweater like that. You could make that. I know. Happen. I used to have one. I lost it. Giles, Giles, I'm so, I'm so sorry. Please don't die. Actually, I feel quite well, except for the rage. I think he's okay. Is this thing real silver? <laughs> Just like no. no. Fuck that guy. The only like other thing a... that that really happens in this episode is the Buffy Riley stuff because this is, I agree, like the the hard turning point of. Nothing but bad for Riley. Because we start with the Riley. We never end with Riley can't get over the fact that Buffy is stronger than him. Like, just cannot believe it. It's just, I'm having an off day or, you know, uh, just give me some time and I can train harder to be a superhero and become one. And it just. That's how he ended. Yeah. Yeah. Just give me a week and I can take it. Which can you imagine for Buffy? how, How annoying would that be? Like every fucking day. It's like. Just give me a little more time. Yeah. I'll be strong enough. And we'll we'll do another battle. We'll just keep battling forever until I finally win. And even when she was like with Willow, like, I did hold back. That was funny. Like, yeah. I did actually. That's, back. That scene yeah. was maybe my favorite that one in the whole good. episode yeah. just because it's so cute and lighthearted. And as I mentioned before, as the show gets darker and and, and um, we are friends are going through some tough shit, it's really nice to have these cute, super lighthearted moments, especially between Willow and Buffy because they become so disconnected. If it was one episode of him doing this, I think I could forgive it. Like, Mm. he's just like, he just can't square it, right? Because he does bring it up constantly. Yeah. And so far, it's like not so annoying because it's like, he'll have, they'll have a normal conversation and then he'll just find a way to slip it in, which can be kind of funny. You're like, oh God, this guy just like never stops thinking about it. But then it's like, he'll never stop thinking about it. And that's just a little too much. And the initiative becoming so much more like obviously the next episode, the I and team, it'll that's the focus of the episode is how you integrate Buffy or rather don't integrate Buffy into the initiative. This sucks. But within the course of the same episode, Riley says, don't worry about it. We'll find Giles. I have the whole initiative behind me. We're going to we're going to get him. And then two scenes later, he's like, this is a military operation. Get the fuck out of here. You're not allowed to come. Oh, yeah. What? That was tough. Like just for weird contrived again, contrived just tension between those two for Buffy to just be once again, reiterating that I'm the slayer and I do whatever I want. How many times do we have to fucking hear this? Even yeah, just as an but audience. Like, like, don't God. you have to ask, get permission to do whatever you want first? No, because no, Riley, 
black shirts. He just does whatever. Oh, you're talking about Buffy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it seems like Riley just... Riley has keys to every fucking business on the goddamn Main Street. <laughs> Riley gets 911 phone calls. Yes, I mean, this is all so stupid. It is. Fucking stupid. And obviously, Walsh hates Buffy immediately. Like, it, it's, it sucks because Buffy clearly idolizes her, you know, by saying like, oh, she's the smartest person I ever met in two child's face. I mean, God, gutting. That whole scene is so gutting for him. But she's looking up to Walsh so much, and for her to immediately be like... Buffy's a problem. That I know it. this. So, like, uh, Riley, Buffy's a problem. And the reason why she's a problem is because she doesn't just follow orders. She's not a good soldier. Yeah. Because she's not a fucking soldier. Like. If Buffy really thought she was the smartest person, that says, that's a, Buffy has some problems she needs to work out. Daniel, she is. She doesn't teach from the textbook, or lecture from the textbook, so. <laughs> I sort of kicked him across the room last night. Um, that's not good. So there's not a whole lot of content in this episode, so I say that we just get to the yelling part. Stacia, are you ready to yell? There's a lovely picture of a water bottle you have on your notes. I just wanted the internet to know that. It's a oh, secret. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't really have very much stuff to yell about, but there was a poster behind Giles at, at Buffy's birthday that said, Hitting the Skins. What? And I thought that was really bizarre. No, you can't see oh, it. Damn. It's like up here. And self-defense for kids. Yeah, I saw that one too. Yeah. Then did you see the other one when it was... Uh, Smoking kills or whatever? Oh, drug skill. Drug <laughs> That's in Maggie Walsh's, uh, Maggie Walsh's office. office. I know. Mm-hmm. Drug skill. And like, what a good teacher. Not everyone knows that. Not everyone knows that. She doesn't that. have to teach from the textbook. No. She, she knows drug skill. She just needs to remind herself from time to time. Like, oh yeah, drug skill. They still kill. Oh, I was going to do a plate of drugs, but... Uh, I think I'll I think I'll pass. See, you all didn't happen to do a bunch of drugs, did you? A lot of proof that the '90s never ended. Um, the hair on our waitress lady was very large. The music that was playing when Riley and Buffy were fighting the first time, all of that felt very '90s. Oh, I thought you were going to say when the, the, the music when Buffy and and Riley were making out at the very opening scene. Oh, I don't even remember that. I, I almost that lost my out. cookies because it was so saccharine and awful. I was like, "Shit, did Willow leave her fucking Lilith Fair CD in the in the disc player? Because in the disc player, how old am I? Whoa, <laughs> in the disc player." <laughs> uh, I just owned myself. I could fit a board joke of a. <laughs> The poor joke. Yes, the 90s hair of the waitress. This is what's relevant. Wow. All right, that's you. Uh, not to, to say that I don't love Lilith Fair music. I'm just saying that was incredibly lesbian vibes going on for the heterosexual making out. That's all, that's all I was trying to say. The way that Giles says Spike when they're like, you know, who else knows? And he says, Spike! It's just like, I don't know that anyone's has said that with more like derision in their voice before. Just like. I mean, he was pissed. Beautiful. He was pissed that everyone knew but him. That was very sad. It was. That was probably the worst moment for Jack. That's when I felt the worst for Jack. Well, that's marvelous, isn't it? Well, here I am. Spent weeks trying to get a single scrap of information about our mysterious demon collectors and no one bothers to tell me that Buffy's dating one of them. Who else knows? No one. No one else knows this. Onion, that's it. And Spike. Spike? Spike knew? I felt the worst for him with the, here you go, sir, when Riley gives him the cake. I don't yeah, know why. I call, I call just trying people, to be nice. Yeah. No, no, I know that, but just like, it was already I mean, like, was like, you're uh, so old. Why are you here? You're so old. Here you go, sir. And like her and Maggie Walsh are the same age, and they're like, yeah, yeah she's 40, and she has better things to <laughs> yeah, do. Exactly. I know. It's rough. It's rough. Uh, possibly one of the grossest lines of dialogue in this episode is when Riley's like, she's the truest soul I know. I love Maggie Walsh saying, nope, no thanks on that one. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) I concur so hard that, uh, it greatly affected Riley's ranking in this episode. Good. Nice. Uh, the customization of the dorms for me is a little too much. Tara's dorm. I assume it's a dorm. She was on campus. Mm -hmm. Too much. There's no way. Hers is the only one that looks like that. Hers is the most modified by far. She just has all, it's like everything she'd ever need. (laughs) It's not a dorm room. This is an apartment. Absolutely. And it's amazing. She also has a mural up on her wall. Did you guys see the mural? No. The mural uh, is, well, I would say it's the lyrics from Turn, Turn, Turn by Pizziger. You know, the birds made it. Where are we at? Uh, Season turn, turn. I didn't know that that's actually, the entire song is just, 
from the Bible, Ecclesiastes chapter three. It's just the entire, that whole verse really? are the lyrics. The only thing uh, that Pete Seeger added was the very last line, which is a time for peace. I swear it's not too late. Huh. Released, you know, in the 1960s. Uh, or made famous That's for like Turn, turn, turn. So right up the there. So there is a season. Turn, turn. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I didn't know that it holds the distinction for being the only number one song in the U.S. with the oldest lyrics. Oh, because it's Because the, the lyrics are attributed to King Solomon of Israel. No, oh, shit! That's <laughs> so, amazing! So that he's the King oldest... King Solomon's the number one hit! <laughs> he's the oldest lyric writer, which Holy is shit. fucking bizarre. And also, like, not a thing. Come on. Amazing. How are we giving, giving royalties to that? I've really got to learn to just do the damage and get out of time. It's the stained blood gets me in it. Nice and dark. Chunky and creamy. Oh, no, sorry. That's peanut butter. I could wait to talk about lesbians till the ranking, but I can't help myself because the picture's on the screen now. So everything about Willow and Tara is perfect and amazing and how anyone watching this show could not know they're in a relationship from the second they fucking lay eyes on each other. I don't understand. But I just like, not only is Willow lying about it immediately, which is already like, huh? Like you should know something is up because she didn't tell Buffy where she was. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, that, which means we're doing something a little scandalous. Um, but also... Chemistry lab by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask me any follow-up questions. Okay, then you come back. Uh, she sits down on the floor of Tara's dorm. Like, they both just sit down and immediately hold hands. Mm-hmm. You know, and intimately. And she what she's doing. And doesn't even... She doesn't even... Willow did not tell her what they were doing. But also, Tara didn't ask. She's like, yes, of course I'll hold your hand. Yes, mm-hmm. please. Please hold my hand. <laughs> what, what are we doing? That's, That's great. That's good. Tara also looked really stoned. Yeah, so that's a look like, throughout this show for her. I do. She has a hard time closing her mouth, which doesn't help. No, it's her eyes. She's just like... But yeah, she always oh, like has really so heavily sick. littered like... Mm-hmm. Love it. I just thought it was for this. Okay, well... No, no. That's no. mean. I it just like always looks like that, which is... So that's her face. So that's but I love <laughs> I love the idea of Tara just being like Willow Stoner, like happy, yeah, which hippie girlfriend like, yeah, no, this is great. Let's do this. That would be amazing. You have butt face. <laughs> Oh, you have a butt face. <laughs> and fucking Giles is like, what? <laughs> Which goes with Angel something face. Oh, got something face and butt face. No, Buffy the dog face girl. Gosh darn it! You know you've got such a nice face. It's nothing. No, you have something face. I'm about testing my face punching because I think you'll find it's improved. Your face is a poem. Oh, I can read it. Really? It doesn't say spare me by any chance. Funny. I know what your face wants. Well, I guess it could be worse. I could have gangrene on my face. (laughs) Good block. You should use your face more often. I've seen honest faces before. They usually come attached to liars. I'm the new bartender over at the pub. Got my lighter, my rag, my empathy face. Duh, who do you think I'm talking about? Giles brings up Theseus and the Minotaur in the Labyrinth. Yeah, was that about the movie, or is that a Bible thing, too? No, that's a Greek myth. Oh. I didn't remember. I don't know if I even know what this is. But yeah, so somebody had, um, we talked we were a couple of, about Zeus, you know, becoming a bird and having, you know, raping women on oh, Earth. Oh, yeah. swan. Swan, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing here. So Zeus uh, sent a bull. To the queen, Queen Pasifaith, let's call her Pasifaith. I don't really know how to say any of these names. Sure. Um, she has sex with a bull. D- no questions, please. Right. And uh, they have, gives birth to a minotaur. Oh, that's how minotaurs happened? <laughs> the, I mean, it makes perfect sense when king, you spell it out like that. The king's not mad about it. He's just really embarrassed that there's a minotaur around. So he sure. throws the minotaur into a labyrinth, into mm-hmm. a maze. Uh, I don't, you probably, you, do you know this like fully? No, go ahead. Okay. Because I'm not really... 
I don't really know why people start to like go after the Minotaur. Like um, apparently like groups of seven men would constantly go in almost like a sacrifice. It became like a sacrificial thing to try to kill the Minotaur. Um, So our hero, Theseus, obviously from the thing, Theseus is like, I'm going to go in and take down the Minotaur. So he goes in, but before he goes in, he falls in love with Princess Aridin. Is she in the labyrinth? No, but she's outside of the labyrinth and she gives him a thread. So he goes through the labyrinth. Oh, so kills she, he the can Minotaur, find his way back? right? So I think that's what he's referencing there. I, we feel like we're in the, the labyrinth, maybe with the thread, but I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I think it was more just part. like a cool way to say maze. Like, man, these all these halls are just it's like, like Theseus and Minotaur in the labyrinth. Am I right? I just need you to know that I'm smart. I just need you to know that I'm smart in this moment. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's probably fair. Yeah. Anyways, so he, it does work, and eventually they get out of the maze. But what happens after is even better. Um, they celebrate. And they get married, Theseus and the princess. And then they get on a boat and they go off to an island and the princess gets drunk, falls asleep on the beach, and they get on a boat and leave her. And some of the myth says that he did it on purpose, but some it's a total accident. And (laughs) because they're using some other people's boats, it's it's like a semi-black flag, like is the flag that they're flying under. When the dad sees Theseus's father sees the black, um, he immediately thinks it's bad news and he drowns himself. Uh, and his name was uh, King Aegeus, and that's how we get the Aegean Sea. Oh, so the Aegean Sea is named after. Wait, the so king. he just assumed that there was bad news because of black flag and killed himself. So he, uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and get this out of the way. He just killed himself because he thought his dad was dead, or thought his son was dead. Gotcha. So left his wife. Dad died. Mm-hmm. It's always like pure tragedy. Like everyone in a story is about to be wiped out mm-hmm. or have sex with a bull. So, anyways, I don't. I don't think that any of that mattered except for I think you're right. He just wanted to sound really, yeah. really cool. And maybe Maggie Walsh didn't know, and she was like, "Oh damn, well, I need oh, to. Damn. I need to. I need to cut this guy down." Mm, how do I insult him? You're yes. a bad father. <laughs> you're a bad father. Yes, nailed it. I'll have to look up the Theseus thing later. <laughs> Another just just delivery from Anthony Stewart Head that's fucking flawless. I'm sorry! As he's running through the town. Because all the demons, like the people are scared of him. As oh, yeah, man. yeah, all the kids. Just the way, just the like children. the same with Spike. Mm-hmm. It's just a word. It's just a spike. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I'm sorry! So good. So the Spider-Man thing? Yeah. Oh, yes. Inaccurate. Yeah. So at first I was like, oh, Buffy's ten times stronger than the mm. average man, right? Uh, and I thought Spider-Man was too. No, he can lift 10 tons. Ooh. So supposedly the average um, American male, yeah. uh, not that's not a bodybuilder or like a weight trainer, can lift can bench press between 130 and 175 pounds. So if we're just going off the bench press metric, theoretically Buffy could uh, bench press 1,000-ish, 1,200 pounds. A ton is 2,000 pounds. So Spider-Man can lift 20,000 pounds. Oh, Jesus. So not quite as strong as Spider-Man. By a long shot. Glad we did the math. Yeah. That was important. Yeah, the last one I've got is that the motel, they use the same stock shot from Faith. Yeah, it's Faith's motel. It's Faith motel. And uh, I believe they called it a filthy rat trap. So once again, just to reiterate, all of the adults. Joyce is a bad mom. All of the adults, (laughs) including Joyce. Joyce. She wasn't even in this episode. (laughs) She wasn't in this episode. She's getting roasted by the waitress who rightfully says this place sucks and no one should ever be there. Yeah. Yeah. And yet we let a teenager live yeah. there and become a murderer. So mm-hmm. I think it's, uh, I think that's all on Joyce. I think it's all on Joyce. You're a good mom. I'm the best. Oh, uh, just, I mean, it's all quotes because there's no content in this episode. It's all just quotes, but you've picked up a tale. Yeah. Small one hurts when I said, mm-hmm. that's good. Great. And, uh, I like pancakes cause they're stackable. Is oh, that yeah. a quality that you like about pancakes? And waffles, because you put things in the little holes. <laughs> <laughs> that actually roasts me out. <laughs> yeah. No, don't say that. <laughs> All right, well, I would like an update on my watches, please. Yeah, really quickly, Xander Construction, no, I think he's done with the construction stuff. You know, not for not now. Not yet. Not yet, okay, good. Well, um, no, it features more heavily as yeah. we go on. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. oh I thought he, he was working at the fast food place. Construction person. Yeah, no, like on the job site and everything with a little hard hat. You don't remember Even that? Buffy has I mean, a day I remember it from Pangs or whatever, but. No, 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 no. Like in season six, there's a whole episode. Oh, my where God. So I have to keep this going for three more seasons oh this is till the end of the series my friend yeah oh i didn't yeah. know there's we an episode where buffy works 
on the job site with him mm-hmm. and she's just like picking up steel rebar yes yes beams. i do vaguely recall and that. then xander's like you gotta stop that <laughs> we we get paid by the hour <laughs> we're getting too much done <laughs> very funny uh maroon jacket watch no i did not see it in here forces gave for riley watch no force yeah, in this episode but that turtleneck he was wearing at the beginning was definitely forest he gave it to him yes when oh, he yeah, spent the night with him um chips ahoy no, but once again, we we talk about his not being able to right. attack. But we're gonna have to count. go with explicit chip mentions. I yeah, feel so like. that's a no. Yeah. Uh, Dahoffrin watch no, but I am reminded of Dahoffrin when I look at Anya Giles. Oh, what? Oh, because the makeup, the look of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, what? Uh, you should lock your door. Fuck yeah, fucking Riley, <laughs> fucking idiot ass Riley, fucking just walks in. What well, did, the door was broken off its hinges. Doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> doesn't fucking matter. I mean. Xander has one job. It's to fix things. Well, he did have to look at the books and, you know, tell them. If I said it was a vulture, that was pretty funny. Yeah, that's true. That's a vulture. If I said it was a vulture, I'd tell you if it was a vulture. Uh, Michael Wiki, Sandy Watch first. Sandy Watch, no. Michael, Amy Wicka, Goth Watch, yes. Yes. Of course, we had Stone Terra hanging out with (laughs) Willow. Willow. Doing rose magic. And, like, that rose, that was, I think, real. When it was pulled up, mm. for sure. But then the flying around was pretty awkward because it was fake as shit. And then, like, they're just weirdly huddling. Like, yeah. I couldn't do anything but watch them because they don't know, really know where to look. They're just like, it's a rose-based we're missile. scared. My my favorite HD only moment of this episode, other than the drugs kill, was the rose. You can clearly tell that the head of that rose has been, like, taped back on because I'm sure they use that one over and over, over again. Over. Yeah. <laughs> they only had the budget. Rose. <laughs> <One> <laughs> rose. If, if this comes up again in writing, we have to have this whole this. Tape that fucker on there. Does anyone have glue? Yeah. Books a million. So many fucking books. You caught one of the names of one of the books, right? I did not catch one of the names, but I just wanted to read briefly what the oh, book please. that Giles inexplicably picked off a shelf said. Uh, oh, this is the one when he's dusting. Right. Oh, that, really? that led him to go to the crypt. Of course. Which... The passage, it's the third new moon after the 900th feast of Deltrox, which the demon prince Bob, Barvain, Bavrain, will rise. Okay. But we didn't have to deal with Bavrain, Bavrain, Bavrain. Isn't Bavrain a country? Bob, it is. It is. And yeah. We didn't have to go to Bavrain at all in this episode. Uh, um, yeah, that would be weird. Uh, streets ahead. No, but we do get on highways and we do have a, a bailout. The Hummers are coming from somewhere. Right, yeah. Like, it's definitely a bigger town in this episode, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, Giles' biggest KO. No, he's fine, but he does reference that he, he does, is a is librarian delightful. who gets hurt yeah. all the time. And I thought that was great. So, but no KOs for him this time. No. It is his episode, though. It'd be kind of mean. I mean, I feel like he should have gotten it. He got mm-hmm. so drunk that he turned into a demon. We could maybe say that. Uh, it's not really KO though. Mm. He he really handled his demon stuff pretty good. Pretty he didn't well. hurt anybody. No, just a, his house. He should have hurt Maggie. No. I, I mean, he scared her. That was good because adrenaline. It's like going to the gym without the exorbitant gym fees. I keep thinking, let's ask Giles, and I remember he'd be great right now. He'd find himself in a second. Did you know we were a little podcast, and then you can find us everywhere at Beat Me Pod. That's Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram. You can also find our website at uh, beatmepod.wordpress.com. That'll contain a bunch of show notes. So if you wanted to know, hey, you guys made, what a great joke you made. I would like to know the reference on which you're basing that. Hey, it's going to be there in the show notes. You can check that out. Also, if you like the music, if there was music that played during this episode and you enjoyed it, you can find that in a beautiful little collection on Spotify. It's going to be beat me hyphen word, WordPress. Whoops. Beat me hyphen fun time playlist for podcast fans season four. And that'll contain all the music that we might play during these podcast episodes, as well as any music that's available on Spotify during the Buffy the Vampire Slayer episodes. So go ahead and subscribe to that. Thank you so much. On to the rankings, because it is time to rank this sucker. Willow Hacks slash Something Wicked This Way Comes. Yes, we're doing some spells. Oh, yeah, some terror spells. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's all spells. (laughs) No computers, I don't think. But, uh, I mean... So for me, it's like this, the, when it's, when we have an episode with a spell in it, it kind of, the higher the ranking will come if it's oh, yeah, on yeah. the plot, right? Like oh, yeah. when Faith comes back and we have to summon the Katra from the ether or whatever, that's going to be a high one because the plot demands it. This is just a fun little thing we did. So I gave it a seven because it yeah. is magic, but nothing really happened. Except for Tara and Willow. Yeah. Just deepening that, that connection. Deepen that bond. Just those gals being pals. Mm-hmm. Riley ruins everything. Mm. I gave him a one because <laughs> wow, she's the truest soul I've ever known. And you can't say shit like that and not get a one. Plus, you know, all the terrible initiative stuff. Like, I we're said behind that. you. Don't come with us. 
He said that so earnestly too. I know. I thought he was just trying to like get his way or something, but he, bro, read the room. She didn't even have her lab coat buttoned. She doesn't even. <laughs> she doesn't even know how to lab coat right. And you're about to spit some poetry. Get out of here. It's just get uh, the fuck out of here. Yeah. So you don't get to say she's the truest soul I've ever known, and uh, you know have a power tripping. I'm stronger than you. I just need another week. Oh, sure, sure. And not get a one. So that's definitely the lowest for Riley so far. I, I see more ones in his future. And I just think back, Joyce never got a one. I don't think. She think may she have. She was always I, giving I'm pretty a sure two. she didn't. You always tried to justify at always. least giving her like a three. So, so Riley, way to go. Uh, Giles level of Giles. I mean, I have to give him a 10. The whole fucking episode's about him. And we like getting to explore his sadness and isolation. And man, I, don't, I learned, feel so bad for him. He's also a hiccupy drunk. Whenever he drinks, that got really annoying, actually. When he was oh. just constantly. <gasps> I guess I didn't even really notice. Yeah, when they were drunk, he just capped on me. I'm like, oh, God. I huh. get it. Well, 10. 10. Oh, huge reasons. sweaters. Hell yeah. 10 of 10 for the sweater alone. Uh, Monster of the Week, there's, I mean, Ethan Rain, I guess, right? But he didn't, again, didn't do anything seriously damaging. He just was hijinxy. One of 10. But why? <laughs> but I, I would also give it to um, the makeup for Giles. I just think it's really flawless. Two of 10. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's really impressive. You can tell sometimes where the prosthetics are so bulky around the mouth that like it's inhibiting the way they speak. But I mean, you could hear him so clearly. His mouth didn't look weird, and it just looked really nice. It was and it was his eyes. Well. So at the very least, yeah. if you're gonna rely on that to be the reason why Buffy came around, you gotta at least make it like look like Giles. And they did well. The face yeah. was really his face. Yeah. You know, so if the... if we can count Giles as the monster just because he was literally a demon That's what this I episode, would say. yeah. So I gave it an eight. Between Whoa. Ethan and... It's quite high. That's but... very high. Okay, you know I like Ethan. You know I can do whatever all, I want. You're all <laughs> so... into Ethan. See, that would be detrimental for most people, and you're like, that's a plus three. That's yeah. right. Uh, relationship, good as Urbanus. Giles and everybody, pretty poor. Uh, this episode illustrates nothing but that, that we've had a breakdown in communication and Giles is irrelevant. Willow and Tara... Up, just raising in the ranks, bringing everybody along. But Riley and Buffy plummeting back down to earth. So we give it a four overall. Even Anya and Xander were just like not around one no. another. Got no. Nothing. Just we just needed to. Ha ha ha! Look how stupid Anya is. And then rude. that was it. So rude. She's yep. just like I can't listen to anything. I am. So well, but Xander being like flighty, patronizing. We've talked about this and how you're an idiot. And even though you've been <laughs> alive for twelve hundred fucking years, you somehow don't know how people interact with each other. Even though your job completely depended on you being. Able to adapt yourself to any situation, you fucking idiot. Uh, episode specific. She was an idiot, though. She's being an idiot. Oh, well, I, I mean, mean it yeah, is crazy. No, yeah, totally. That, like, you're right about that, and, like, you still can't. Like, come on. Come on. Come on. Episode specific. I'm looking for Buffy Summers. I'm a friend of hers. Uh, and I was her high school librarian. Eight out of ten. Just because every time you said, uh, I, I used to be her librarian. As if that was, like, a... Right. That's a thing. Everybody right. Everyone hangs out with their high school library. Yeah. Ugh, why didn't you just say that to begin with? Then I wouldn't have thought it was weird that you were here. 38 for the episode, which I really probably should have ranked this lower, but I couldn't justify putting it below Doomed. One above Doomed, because it's number eight for the season, and one below Pangs. So yeah, okay. eight of 12. Wow. Yeah, that makes sense. Station? You think Doomed is worse than this episode? Yes. Mm. Because Jane Espenson just joke after joke and dunking on Giles and... The Buffy Willow scene I thought was really cute. And I think it's good to show how awful Riley is. I like I like that we're just like, hey, you thought this was going to be good? No, he's awful. Just get that. Let's do it. Let's do it. That's nice. Setting a tone. What did you think, Sasha? I thought this was the worst episode of the season. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, I ranked this 59 out of 68. Ooh. It is below Never Kill a Boy on the First Date and Enemies. And it's above Reptile Boy and I Robot You Jane. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Definitely below Dark Age. <laughs> Definitely way below Dark Age. <laughs> Which is all that matters. And it's like 11, it's nine below Doomed. Below Doomed, okay. Mm. I know. In retrospect, I feel like I should have ranked it lower, but we just like really trashed Doomed. I uh, do was so time. much fun. It was so, a fun episode. I don't know. I just, this podcast. Like I have to write my notes to remember all the episodes now because yeah. I, I can't like what it's enemies. I like literally have no idea except for my notes, which says Faith tries to turn Angela Angel into Angelus with sex. Yes. yes that okay. is what happened. I'm glad you said that. I wouldn't have known. Tur- turban shaman. That's yes. all I wrote. So I was like, oh yeah, that was more fun than this. Yeah. Um, 
But for Doomed, I just wrote Hawaiian Spike tries to kill himself. And I was like, nope, that's better than what happened in this episode going down. But basically, Riley's a drag. Like, the makeup is cool, but honestly, it's just kind of tedious. Like, there are fun moments, but, like, him being like, I feel the need to smash. I'm just like, oh, whatever. Um, And Ethan really his worst showing overall, which is saying something because I don't like him as a character. I, I mean, but come on serviceable i've just never heard a fjarl demon say serviceable before yeah i mean that's cute but like do you ever think of that quote as a quote that pops out in your head like the only one that comes to me is you have butt face i realized watching this episode again that i probably didn't need to watch this episode again because i've seen this one so many times i must like it a lot like i've definitely gone back to this one so i don't like this one <laughs> i think you're both right about that it's not very good but something about it i just i guess I, because i love giles so much also anytime willow and tara are on the screen together i think it just really fucks up my entire yeah, yeah. affinity for an yeah episode. i think it really ruins yeah. any sense of yeah. um impartiality that you have for sure yeah this was not good um i looking at my rankings i couldn't in good faith put it above the dark age either dark age is better <laughs> yeah. Than this, yes. um, but sadly, like that means that like like Anne is a little bit better. Like we're just in the dregs of stuff Ooh, at this point. Anne's, Anne's better. there. Oh, dead man, better for me too. Dead man's dead man's party. <laughs> also oh better God. for me. Living conditions right above it. Yeah. Oh Go fish is right under. Yeah. Dark age. You ranked exactly how I ranked it. I love it. It's. Uh, but then, uh, yeah, I would say it's. I'm gonna put it at 111. Out of 137. Damn. So it's right above out of mind, out of sight. It's above the initiative. Mm. Mainly because of the Giles stuff. I mean, the Giles stuff is, is fine. Mm-hmm. And then none of it's like really powerful. None of it's really like, you know, go in there. But yeah, he gives a good performance. He's in it, which mm-hmm. I like to see him because we have not gotten a lot of him. Mm-hmm. Last, yeah. Last time, so. yeah. Yeah. So all of that's good. And um, yeah, and iRobot Eugene is above it. So... Which, I, you know, after all this time, I, I don't know if I'd agree with that. It's That's probably a worse written episode. But, like, you know, Jane did a great job. But, like, Doomed doomed is worse. Doomed is, uh, I put a 125, so from last week. So it, it that's bad. But I had more fun talking about Doomed. But that's not <laughs> that's really point, the yeah. point, you know. Um, I'd rather, I, maybe I'd rather watch re- watch Doomed. But that's also not the <laughs> list. Like, because that one's more trash than than this. This is like a competent mm. episode, but it had that contrivance bullshit that oh, sure. even Doom didn't have. Because at least you introduce like a plausible way to start a show. This was a feather duster looking in a book and like <laughs> remembering <laughs> some event after all these years. Today was the day. Like no, nope, that's not I mean, how I, stuff I think works. Today might be the nine hundredth <laughs> just fucking anniversary new th- third new moon after the nine hundredth anniversary of the Feast of Deltrox. Pretty sure it's today. And a reason why I don't like this is that it's also laying a lot of bad eggs for the rest of this season. I know. How dare I? Uh, Tara's dark magics. Or not Tara, sorry. Willow's dark magics. They kept saying magics. Oh, But it's her darkness. Plural magics. Her darkness. uh, Riley's insecurities they keep laying on. So like we're leaving behind the Giles stuff and we're now reintroducing the new motifs that are going. Dark magic, Riley's insecurities, and reminders of Faith's existence. So those things alone bring this bad boy down. Because, <laughs> because at the very least, the Giles stuff, I'm interested in the Giles, but none of those things. I mean, maybe it, the Willow darkness, but like, no. Faith, I mean, God damn it, why is I'm this I'm always like, this is a bad season. And then Kelly goes, oh, but it's got so many good episodes, like Hush. And I'm like, yeah, okay, maybe a couple individual episodes. We passed over the goods. And, and, and we've been watching this first half of the season. And I was like, you know, maybe we've been a little hard on, on season four. But I think we're about to get into the dregs of it. We are. That I am like going to hate so much because we're really diving deep into the initiative into adam which is the worst rough times ahead yeah and what's well, next week what are we watching next week next week is the iron team oh fuck you already said that i hate it so <laughs> get ready for that shit i'm pretty sure it's where everything falls apart well, that might be goodbye iowa goodbye iowa's right after it um so one of these episodes is where maggie walsh dies at the very end and i believe it's the next one yeah it's got okay so the iron team maggie walsh dies yeah mm. what yeah fuck yeah <laughs> she dies in the next episode oh the very i end did of the next not episode, even know sure. that's spoiler so cool. alert yeah. adam kills her or something yeah oh fuck yeah mm-hmm. oh cool yeah so yes. the, the next episode is buffy trying to be exists. part of the initiative 
because oh, Riley okay. wants her around. Maggie hates it. She tries to kill Buffy. She sets her up in a, mm. a like dungeon base of demons because she thinks Buffy can't handle it. Because No one understands that Buffy's a fucking superhero. Uh, and then when she fails, like when the, te- the test fails and Buffy kills them all, she's like, you tried to kill me. And Riley's like, what? She mm. tried to kill you? And he's like, oh, my whole world is imploding. And then Maggie like goes, meh. And hides in 314 and she's like you'll never leave me will you my pretty and then it, oh. it's adam what's adam and he's like Pachow! mommy and then it ends so just cut this <laughs> put this at the beginning of the next episode oh, yeah. for the I plot. Will. I will. That's great. we do not need to go through the plot next week it's yeah. been done cool i will definitely do that yeah. right <laughs> anyway that's a new man in the books unless stacia do you have anything else to say for yourself no <laughs> wonderful daniel do you have anything else to say for yourself no everything was also sad i unfortunately we took all the quotes i have nothing yeah. fun to say at the end i know what and this was not a fun episode so fuck it yeah cool well that's done uh please join us next time for <laughs> the i and team until then station say goodbye bye dan say goodbye didn't we just do this goodbye there's two separate things oh, God, i need to remember there's two separate yes things. check in in case you have something else to say oh i always have nothing because then okay. I have something to say goodbye to. Well, then I can to, stop checking I... twice. No, no, you're good. I'll just, have, I'll leave it over twice. I do okay. twice. Times, times two. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Okay, that's a giant vulture. I'd have mentioned if it was a giant vulture.